as all that is here to this great city of Baltimore. Ladies and gentlemen, from Baltimore, Maryland. Wrestling fans, and welcome to the Rama podcast. We got a few news tidbits for you, along with the results and my thoughts of the GCW The World pay-per-view. Let's get into these tidbits. The Iconics were offered a spot in the Women's Royal Rumble. I guess similar to what they're doing with Mickey James, uh, borrowing her from uh, Impact. They made the offer to the Iconics. The Iconics turned them down. Not saying it won't change between now and Saturday, but as of now, don't expect to see the Iconics in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Sticking with WWE, they put a trademark on a few former WCW pay-per-view titles, those being Uncensored and Super Brawl. And in all honesty, I thought that WWE would have went ahead and Trademarked all those names. It's on the network. It's on Peacock. You own it. Uh, I'm sure Cody was probably trying to use a name or two for an AEW show. Uh, But as of a few days ago, WWE did trademark Uncensored and Super Brawl. Uh, We do have some uh, ratings notes for you for Friday night. uh, WWE Smackdown on Fox was watched by 2.25 million viewers. AEW Rampage was watched by 594,000 viewers. Uh, it's it's a huge difference in numbers, that's for sure, but for a show at 10 o'clock on cable TV, getting close to 600,000 viewers, that's not bad at all. Uh, let's get on to the results and my thoughts of the GCW The World pay-per-view. Uh, First of all, credit to everyone involved. A sellout show at the Hammerstein Ballroom for basically what's an independent group. It's the biggest crowd ever at the Hammerstein for a wrestling show. And this is a place that ECW ran. Uh, Ring of Honor has ran there. A few other wrestling groups have ran at the Hammerstein. And this is the biggest crowd ever for a wrestling show at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, the, they started it with a, the Paps Blue Ribbon kickoff battle royal, and this was free on YouTube at seven o'clock. Uh, Big Vin won the war, the, the battle royal. In my opinion, the ring looked way too small to have all these people in there. There were times where people were hitting spots and I thought they were going to wipe out the knees and ankles of, of other wrestlers just standing nearby because the ring was so small. Uh, shout out to local boy Ruckus. 
uh, newly inducted Independent Wrestling Hall of Famer. He was in this match. Also, uh, some notable names, Spider Nate Webb, B-Boy was in the Battle Royal, Lefisto and, uh, excuse me, Lefisto and Thunder Rosa were also in the Battle Royal. And I tell you, if you're a traditionalist, if you're a Jim Cornette type, stay away from this Battle Royal. Besides women being involved in the men's Battle Royal, they had a guy who had no lower half of his body. Um, yeah, no no lower half of his body. The guy was in the Battle Royal. I thought it was, you know, it was entertaining. It was free on YouTube. Uh, the next match in the pre-show was the Paps Blue Ribbon Scramble match, uh, which saw the Grim Reefer defeat Shane Mercer, Dante Leon, Jack Hartwheel, Ninja Mac, and Alex Zane. We then went to the live portion of the pay-per-view, and I got to tell you my experience. So I watched the pre-show on YouTube, jumped over to Fight TV for the pay-per-view portion, and they let you watch the first 10 minutes of the pay-per-view for free, which I thought was pretty cool. My first experience with Fight TV. Uh, so they let you watch the first 10 minutes, which was this grab the brass ring ladder match. Uh, and at the 10-minute mark, it, it just stops and it throws up a message. Do you want to order the pay-per-view? I click the button. The pay-per-view came up. Just like it was easy as can be. So anybody had any thoughts or doubts about ordering through fight tv my experience went off great no complaints whatsoever uh but the grass grab the brass ring ladder match the opener for the gcw the world pay-per-view portion of the show uh the winner of this match can name the match of their choice at any time against anyone aj gray defeated pco tony deppin alex cologne Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, and G. Raver. There were some horrible botches in this match. Uh, you can't blame the wrestlers. They should have had somebody basing those ladders, putting weight, supporting those ladders. It looked nasty at times. We then went to a six-man lucha-style match. Team Gringo, Rez, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco defeated Team Bandito which was ASF, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. And this reminded me very much of a match that you would have seen on Nitro uh, in the mid to late 90s when they were just having luchadors go out there and have crazy six-man tags. It reminds me of a match you could have seen at the ECW arena. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a great, oh, my God, you got to see this match, but for what it was, it was a, it was a spectacle. Um, and they did this one spot. Think of when you're in a swimming pool, you do the chicken fight. You get somebody on your shoulders and your buddy gets somebody on their shoulders and they do the chicken fight. Well, now think of somebody on top of the person on top of you. So it's a three story chicken fight type deal. And then the person on top hits a Canadian destroyer on the dude across from you. Crazy, crazy spot. Uh, we then got Blake Christian defeated Leo Rush. I didn't care for the match. Uh, it seemed like some spots were repeated. Uh, it's really it was really no different than you know any mid card indie match you could see anywhere uh, in the country. 
Uh, we then got Matt Cardona defeating Joey Janela. And this was the make or break of the show, depending on your opinion and feelings on wrestling. For me, it broke the show because it went way too long, overbooked, too much unnecessary involvement. Don't get me wrong. The, the hype leading up to this match was good. They did an angle copying off of the Macho Man, Ric Flair, Elizabeth angle. Uh, leading up to WrestleMania 1992. Um, but it was just way too overbooked. Too too many people were involved, and it really hurt the matches later in the in the show. Uh, we got Virgil came out in a Vince McMahon mask. Uh, we then had Hornswoggle under the ring, and he did some spots with this really heavy, heavy dude. Um Chelsea Green got involved, which was good for the match. He was caning Joey Janela. And then the end of the match came when Brian Myers uh, came out. He was wearing a black jacket and a motorcycle helmet, and he speared Joey Janela through a table, which led to the pin. Uh, and then afterwards, X-Pac ran out and made the save for Joey Janela. Again, the match went way too long. We could have did without Virgil. We could have did without Hornswoggle. Chelsea Green and, I guess, Brian Myers was necessary, but the match just went way too long. Uh, we then got Ruby Soho defeating Alley Catch. And, you know, I've seen some Alley Catch stuff in the past. Haven't really paid that much attention to her, but I just don't get her. They were hyping her up as the toughest broad or – toughest whatever in GCW and she just looked slow out of place um, hesitant Ruby Soho was it wasn't like she was carrying this to a great match either she didn't look good um, really if you ask me Ruby Soho hasn't looked good for the last few weeks in AEW um, but I will say that they did a great hype video for Alley Catch leading up to this match it looked like a top tier piece you would see uh, hyping up a WWE match. If, if you can find it on YouTube or on the GCW website, check it out, the Alley Catch hype video leading up to this match. Uh, but again, Ruby Soho defeated Alley Catch. We then got to Jeff Jarrett on a fucking GCW show where he defeated Effie. Uh, didn't care for the match. I've never been a fan of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I've been a fan of Memphis wrestling for... 35 years. I've seen him start out as a referee. Uh, I wasn't a fan of his in Memphis, USWA, WWE, WWF, WCW, Impact, none of that. Never cared for the guy. But he by far looked miles and miles and miles and miles ahead of this guy, Effie. It was like, you know, again, like an independent show where they bring in a name to wrestle a guy who doesn't, you know, belong in the in the ring with 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 that WWE former WCW name. Uh, Jeff Jarrett looks so crisp and so good compared to to Effie. Um, the guy just looked out of place in there with Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett did win after hitting Effie with the guitar over the head. And then hit him with the stroke 
while the guitar was still wrapped around his head. Uh, GCW World Championship, John Moxley defeated Homicide. A little bit let down with the match. I think their time was cut because of the Matt Cordona-Joey Janela match earlier, so I'm sure that affected it. Um, but it was a decent match, not a blow-away match. We then got the main event, which was for the GCW World Tag Team Championship. The Briscoe Brothers, the champions, laid out an open challenge. And I'll be honest with you, I 100% was expecting FTR to be their, their opponents. I'm glad they weren't because if we got an abbreviated FTR Briscoe's match, I would have been pissed off. Uh, but their opponents first came out was Matt Tremont. And as soon as Matt came out, I immediately knew who his tag team partner was going to be. And it was Nick Gage. And the match only got about five to six minutes because stuff earlier went way too long. Um, it may have benefited this match because really a pay-per-view main event, if this was your first time watching GCW based on, you know, John Moxley being on the show and Ruby Soho being on the show and, hey, I know Matt Cardona. Uh, and really the show wasn't expensive. It was, I think, $25. So it wasn't like it was an expensive pay-per-view. But if this was my first time watching GCW based off of those names and seeing guys like Nick Gage and Matt Tremont in the main event, and it was a five-minute main event at that, I, I wouldn't give them another dollar. Uh, but realistically, five minutes was too long for Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. No disrespect. Deathmatch legends, 100%. But they shouldn't be on the main event of a pay-per-view. If you want to do that match at a you know house show or somewhere in Jersey, fine. But not on pay-per-view. But hopefully, hopefully this is leading to GCW. Anyway, I'm sorry. Nick Gage and Matt Tremont won the belts. An abbreviated match, five to six minutes. They defeated the Briscoes, and they're the new GCW World Tag Team Champions. And as I was saying, hopefully this leads to Nick Gage and Matt Tremont against Matt Cordona and Brian Myers, which, I mean, if they give them 10, 10 minutes, Cordona and Myers can get a match out of them. So hopefully that's what it's leading to. Um, but that's it. My opinion of the show. I think, I mean, realistically, thumbs down, leading to thumbs in the middle. Uh, I like the six-man Lucha match. Um, the Cordona-Joey Janela match, I'm not a fan of Janela at all. Um, it was a spectacle, so I can see where maybe some people liked it. I, again, it went too long. It wasn't what I liked. Uh, Ruby Soho and Ali Catch was a thumbs down. Jeff Jarrett versus Effie. Thumbs down. Moxley Homicide, I'd say it was a thumbs up. Uh, I don't know. Thumbs down show, leaning towards thumbs in the middle. If you saw the show, let me know what you thought. Shoot us an email at wrestlerama at gmail.com. You can also check us out online, wrestlerama.com. That's R-A-S-S-L-E-R-A-M-A, wrestlerama.com. And until next time, take care and see ya. Has all that is here to this great city of Baltimore. Ladies and gentlemen, from Baltimore, Maryland. Let's get ready to Oh, we are. If there's anybody that's a big star in Baltimore, it's you. 
in the Baltimore, whether you like it or not, you better learn to listen because I'm the best there is. This is tonight as Jack and Jeff Rustin returns to Baltimore at the Baltimore Civic Center tonight. And I have picked Baltimore else to be the place where this war is going to come to an end because they got a lot of nice, fine hospitals there. You know it. I know it. And Baltimore is... It's the night of champions in Baltimore, Maryland, in the Civic Center.